0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. And I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Thursday, December 1st. and Today happens to be the birthday of Brother Rick Vincent Jr. And so we want to wish Brother Rick Jr. a happy birthday today and trust and pray that he's blessed of the Lord. I know his family's been sick with this old flu and junk going around want to remember them in prayer, as have many, many in our church. We want to pray for those that have that going through the families, more families that do than don't, especially the families with children. They've got this stuff going through the area. So let's keep all these folks in prayer, if you will. Speaking of church, we had a good service last night. My dad preached for us here at the Island Ford Baptist Church, and we had a good time with him and mom. Mom sang for us and actually played the piano for us as well. And we appreciated that. And we had—I mentioned—we had, a, I mentioned we had a, a large number of people here more than I expected, considering we had such a large number sick. And so it was a blessing to see the folks show up and be faithful. And and then we want to remember those that's not able to be with us. Do keep Brother Hall and Mrs. Hall in prayer. Brother Hall's health's already compromised, as well as Mrs. Hall's, and they both got this stuff going around. Brother Hall now diagnosed definitely with the flu. So I want to remember them in prayer and ask the Lord to touch and help them. And then my children, I've got, uh, Katie has been sick with it and, uh, that's Joshua's wife. And then Benjamin and Whitney, their whole family has been sick. I think Ben and Benson and Jordan are doing better, but Whitney and little Maddie Grace still sick. And then our son Daniel's got pneumonia as well as the flu and his children have got the flu as well. So if you would remember these with us and pray that God would bless. And help them. All right. Well, I've got a song queued up right here by the McCamies that I trust will be a blessing. Then the message from the word of God. All right. If you want to be turning in your Bible to the book of Daniel, chapter number six, this is the second day of a three part sermon. We're preaching from Daniel chapter six today. Again, we're going to read the entire chapter and we're looking at the thought. What will your answer be? We're dealing with this story of Daniel in the lion's den, as we hear it called so very often. And we're dealing with the account of the story. And then on tomorrow's broadcast, Lord willing, we'll get to the application of the story. In the account of the story, I've actually got several points. We're talking about the promotion that provoked envy. We will talk about the purity that proved enviable. We will talk about the petition that prohibited inquiry. They said he couldn't pray. Then we'll finally get to the practice of prayer anyway. E, we'll see the pronouncement of the public enemy, and then finally, the proclamation of providential delivery. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Now I want to read this whole chapter, chapter number six. More than likely it's familiar to us, We've heard it since our Sunday school days, no doubt. And yet I think it would be well for us to read it. Verse number 1 of Daniel chapter number 6. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom an hundred and twenty princes, which should be over the whole kingdom, and over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled themselves to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains, have consulted together to establish a royal statute. And to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a decree, uh, I'm sorry, who shall ask a petition of any God or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Hast thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man within thirty days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, The thing is true, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Then answered they and said before the king, That Daniel which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. Then the king, when he had heard these words, was sore displeased with himself and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Then these men assembled unto the king and said unto the king, No, O king that the law of the Medes and Persians is that no decree nor statute which the king establisheth may be changed. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel, and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God, whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the sign of his lords, that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace, and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning, and went in haste unto the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee from the lions? Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel, and hath shut the lions' mouths, that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Then was the king exceeding glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God And the king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions, them, their children, and their wives. And the lions had the mastery of them, and break all their bones in pieces, or ever they came to the bottom of the den. Then King Darius wrote unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, Peace be multiplied unto you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For He is the living God and steadfast forever. And His kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed, and His dominion shall be even unto the end. Amen. 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 He's the only living true God. Verse number 27. He delivereth and rescueth, and He worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth. Who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Amen and amen. And so Daniel, Daniel was faithful and Daniel had an excellent spirit. Daniel was exalted. The king thought to set him over the whole realm, the Bible says. Well, this promotion agitated others. It's sad, but true. That sometimes if somebody gets something better, somebody else gets upset about it. Not just that they want it. You've heard me say this before, the difference in, in coveting and, and envy. Coveting wants what you've got. Envy doesn't want you to have it. They, they can't have it so they don't want you to have it. Amen. And there's some people, we're living in an envious age by the way. They talk about taxing the rich. Well, they're already taxing the rich and the middle class and the poor too. We're taxed to death. By the way, they're not just taxing us. They're taxing our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren and way on down the line. Amen. Now, it's not a political statement, but I'm just simply saying that that's the that's the land in which we're living. But it's sad that people get envious when somebody gets a promotion, when somebody gets bragged on, when somebody gets something that is good for them. Sometimes people get envious of that. And that is exactly what happened. By the way, these were heathens that got envious. That's not a Christian spirit. It's a heathen spirit. Amen. It gets envious at the prosperity of others. They. Just out of simple hatred, simple envy, they hated him. And so they conducted an intense investigation into Daniel's life. to try to dig up dirt. I mean, it sounds like politics today, don't it? An intense investigation of his life. Try to find out if there's any time in his life he's ever said anything wrong. If he's ever used a a politically incorrect term or phrase. They're trying to find anything that he's done that might be wrong, and yet they could find nothing in which Daniel was not faithful. Amen and amen. They found that Daniel had been faithful to his God, Daniel had been faithful to his people, and Daniel had been faithful to his job and his king. Amen. But it was a promotion that provoked envy. Number two, there's the purity that proved enviable. Verse number five... They couldn't find anything wrong with Daniel. And they admitted it. We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. This is what they're saying. Only thing we can find wrong with Daniel is that he holds the law of God higher than the law of the land. The only thing we can find with Daniel is that he don't fit in this world. He's a citizen of another country. Amen. He obeys another king. He's got a king higher than our king. He's got a Lord higher than our Lord. I say amen right there. Amen. That ought to be us. Amen. That ought to be you and I. We serve a king higher than any king. Amen. We've got a Lord higher than any Lord. He's Lord of lords and King of kings. Amen. He's the one we ought to bow to, not to men. And we have a law to obey that supersedes the law of the land. Amen. I may say more about that. As we go along. But these men knew that Daniel esteemed the law of God above any man-made law or any decree. In short, they knew that Daniel would remain true to God no matter what anybody else said or what anybody else did. Amen. I say again, wouldn't it be wonderful if every Christian had that spirit? Amen. It wouldn't matter what the world says. Amen. We'd be so faithful to God that when the enemies of the cross they would know that they can find us faultless except for the fact that they think we're too religious. Amen. Amen. Well, these men determined there's only one way to make Daniel accused and entrapped before their king. And that was that they pit a battle between their king and his God. Amen. Look look at verse number 6 through 9. And I'll say the third thing. There's the petition that prohibited inquiry. The petition that prohibited inquiry. He said, no praying to anybody. No praying to anybody. God or man. Except you come through to rice. And by the way, these men, they designed a decree that would flatter the king. King, you're, you're the greatest in the land. We want it fixed so nobody can ask anybody for anything. They're pretending in this way to honor the king. Really, they're trying to use the king. They're trying to manipulate the king. Amen. The king loved Daniel, by the way. It's obvious in the text, he loved him. They're trying to cause him to hurt somebody he loves by manipulating him through flattery. Amen. By the way, the world does that all the time. Amen. Listen, young people, listen to me. The the devil wants you to hurt the people you love. And one of the ways he'll do it is he'll build you up in pride. He'll brag on you, boast on you, and make you feel like you're the man. You are it. You're the dude. You know the word dude and dud's not much of a difference. Just how you pronounce them. Amen. The devil will tell a dud that he's the dude. But these these fellows, they're they're flattering the king. They're telling the king, you're the greatest king, and we want to prove you're the greatest. For 30 days, you're going to be God. For 30 days, nobody can pray to anybody but you. By the way, Babylon is full of gods. Amen. The Medes and the Persians were full of gods, little g gods, false gods. Fake phony gods. Amen. they they're what's, what's another one? So they put De rice up and they brag him up and they, and they flatter him up and they say, we want to make a decree. Uh, we're all in agreement on this. All of, all the cabinet have come together. Uh, all the advisors have come together. We want to make a decree that for 30 days, you're God. For 30 days, nobody can pray to anybody or ask anybody anything unless they come to you. Boy, old De rice probably got puffed up with that. Probably thought, you know, that's, boy, oh, that's, that's honorable. That's honorable. And so they drafted this petition. They knew that this would make the king feel like a god, but it would thrust Daniel's religion at variance, at war with the Persian decree. Amen. Would Daniel be tempted to extinguish his prayer life? Really, here's what the devil would say. Don't, sh- don't extinguish it. Just put it on hold. Just press the pause button. What's 30 days going to hurt? You've prayed for 90 years now, Daniel. What's 30 days going to hurt? You've seen God do great things. You've seen Israel go into captivity. You've seen you found the prophecy that said it only lasts 70 years. You read that in the book of Jeremiah. You believe that. You've seen it come to pass. Israel's now going back to the promised land. You've seen God do wonderful things. What's it going to hurt to press the pause button for 30 days? But Daniel said no. Amen. Daniel said, I'm going to keep on praying just like I prayed before. Amen. But there was a petition that prohibited inquiry. They set the penalty for breaking this man-made law. By the way, I asked that question, would Daniel be tempted to stop? These people knew the answer. They knew Daniel wouldn't stop. Amen. They set the penalty for breaking that commandment of the man-made law to be execution by way of being cast into a den of lions. Amen. You've heard it said before and it's true we say the line's den, and there, a line's den could be a den with no lines in it. But a den of lines means there's more than one line in there. Amen. Number four, I want you to notice, and, and this is verse number ten. There's the practice of prayer anyway. <laughs> Amen. The practice of prayer anyway. When he said you can't pray, Daniel just kept right on praying. Daniel did not waver. Amen. He did not shrink back from rejecting this man-made law. He was going to obey the law of his God. That's what these people said he would do. The only way we can find fault in him, amen, in verse number 5, is that he is concerning the law of his God. Daniel's going to obey God's law. Amen. Daniel was not unaware of the decree. was not in ignorance. Daniel knew the decree had been signed. And yet, he wasn't going to bow to the decree. He was going to continually bow to God. Amen. Amen. Now, Daniel didn't just begin praying three times a day when that decree was written. He'd already been doing that. That had been his practice. That's what they saw. That's why they chose that. They knew he'd been praying three times a day. And is he going to continue to do that? Daniel just did as he had, as he did aforetime. You see that in verse number 10? Verse number ten. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open to the uh, in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Amen. Daniel was not being rebellious against the law. Daniel wasn't taking up a picket sign and marching down the street and saying, "We will not obey." No, no. Daniel's just doing what he'd always been doing. Daniel's just being faithful to his God. But by the way, he wasn't hiding in the closet either. He's opening his windows towards Jerusalem like he'd always done. Matter of fact, that scriptural, by the way, Solomon, when he prayed that prayer, Second Chronicles 7, we talked about verse 17, recipe of revival, that, that dedicatory prayer of the temple, he talked about if these people be carried away captive, that they open their windows towards Jerusalem, towards this place, and they pray towards this place, that you would hear their prayer. Amen. So Daniel's doing what the Bible told him to do. Daniel's doing what his mom and daddy probably had taught him to do. Daniel's doing what he'd always done. He's just praying to God like he always had. Amen. Amen. One preacher said it this way. I think it's pretty good. He said, Daniel would rather spend the night in a dental lines than miss a prayer meeting. You've heard it said, hadn't you? Well, Wednesday night. We don't have to go to Wednesday night. It's just a prayer meeting. Daniel thought a prayer meeting was important. Important enough to be willing to die for it. Yes, sir. Now we know that Daniel's going to be delivered from that den of lions, but Daniel didn't know that. That's right. There's the practice of prayer. Anyway, number five, there's the pronouncing of the public enemy. They called him public enemy number one. Verse eleven through fifteen, these men came together. They 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 watched him doing it. They knew what he was doing, and they said to the king, "Now, king, here's the law, and there's no way out of it. There's no loopholes in this law, king." There's no restrictions, there's no. There's nobody that can get around this. This is what they had been waiting for. They leapt at the opportunity, amen. They denounced Daniel before the king. And when this happened, Arise recognized that he was not a god, he was a fool. By the way, anybody that thinks they're a god, they're a fool. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.